Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello, and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Arts podcast. My name is Connor McKenna. And I'm Carl Stout. And today we are covering Iron Fist number five, which came out uh, June 1976. And the. The same month Bohemian Rhapsody went gold. (laughs) Alright, I didn't know that. (laughs) So. I think it might also be the same month that Interview with the Vampire was released. The book, okay. not the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, the cover has Iron Fist with his Iron Fist activated as usual, fighting... The Scimitar! Yeah, this huge guy with a Scimitar, and a train is about to crash into them, and Iron Fist is saying, I'm trapped, and if Scimitar doesn't kill me, that train will. I've got you, hero, and nothing will stop me now. Except if a train slams into his back. Right. Yeah. It's a pretty decent cover, though. This guy's purple. Um, it's nice and detailed. Iron Fist has his foot actually caught in the railroad. And Rail? <laughs> yeah, rail, sorry. And the title is When Slays the Scimitar. And I think this might actually be Gil the Kane? first... Oh, no, no. It's definitely it's a Gil Kane cover. Yeah. And I, th- I think it just must be a Gil Kane villain unibrow headpiece eye slot thing he has that he likes because mm. he seems to do it a lot with the whole low riding visor slash unibrow thing yeah but i think this is the first case of all the issues we have covered where the preview title from the issue before the cover title and the first page title are all identical. You are correct. Oh, we should give them a cookie. Yay! They've done quite well. <laughs> it's only taken them 20 issues. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty... It's the Marvel method, man. But Scimitar is looking total badass. Yeah, it's a good cover. And it's an even better first page the first page is fantastic oh yeah it says Iron Fist uh, he's crouched on this rooftop leaning on a chimney and the, the sky is very um well it's dark so it's it looks cold um and he's the only thing missing from this front page what am I gonna say what am I gonna say Connor what is the only thing that's missing oh dear um Batman Oh, yeah. This looks straight out of freaking Batman. Actually, it does. Good Batman, anyway. Yes. Yeah. Good seventies detective mm. Batman's. It does. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, there isn't. It looks really, really good. It's a great first page. So the detail on the buildings, the windows, everything, the bricks, the shadow work. Yeah. Fantastic. And he's still in London. Yes. So, it's late winter. 
it's obviously night time. Uh, I'll read out this little bit here, actually. Begin it on a rooftop in central London in late winter, in the night, in the cold. Begin it in a side street halfway between Paddington and Maida Vale, a street named Goliday Muse, which was made notorious by a string of unsolved vampire murders, barely two years gone, which happened in giant-sized Dracula 3. Thanks, Mark. A run-down street, this, a slum, left to wither and die amid the hustle and bustle that is London. Begin it on this street and begin it with this man, Iron Fist, the living weapon, you. Yes, that's you, listeners. <laughs> Your, Your quest, quest has led you here. All you have to do now is... Survive. And it's like, if you just stayed on that rooftop, I guess he could survive. He just wouldn't move. Like a gargoyle with a big collar. <laughs> Which does some popping action in this, right on page three. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. So, Iron Fist is essentially, well, just hopping around rooftops. He's just, I guess it's just his way of thinking. Um, Batman. Yep. Or Spider-Man. Or Daredevil. They all love jumping around and thinking deep thoughts. And he, of course, is thinking about Colleen, and he's also thinking about Misty in the hospital. And just, also, we have to mention that this issue now takes place weeks yeah. after the last issue. So now Colleen has been missing for like two friggin' months. Because he spent weeks uh, clearing up that whole incident with uh, Radian or Radon, whatever, with the Scotland Yard, improving his innocence. Um, and Misty is still in the hospital. And Iron Fist feels guilty that she tried to help him. And yeah, so he's just brooding. Uh, but the thing here is like the really awesome art, really, because he's just recapping essentially. Um, yes. But yeah, he's just you know going through London, jumping around, hopping around, and now he's changing back into Danny Rand. And but also we have to mention that when all had looked lost, he magically received a note that said, "Iron Fist, I have valuable information. Come to seventy-three A, Gala." Galladay Muse at midnight tonight and come alone. Garmel Gamal Hassan. Oh, sorry, we, yeah, I forgot about that. Which, as we remember from the previous issues, was actually the henchman slash slave master for the master who failed, was killed, and then they decided to use him as the scapegoat to lure Iron Fist out. So. I can't remember. Is it so he can kill him, or so Steel Serpent can kill him? Um, whoever gets there first, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm still a little fuzzy if they're working together. I don't or th- no, against each other. We not really working, haven't. They're not working together. I don't know if they're working against each other, but they're definitely not working together because, um, yeah, Steel Serpent's never been in contact. He's working with uh, Ward Meacham. Right, Steel Serpent's with Meacham. Yeah. So yeah, so, Iron Fist takes off. Well, he changes to his uniform. He puts on a turtleneck over his outfit, and the collar just disappears. I guess it it's very malleable. <laughs> it's got a lot of starch, so it just pops back into place after it's been laid flat. Yep. And and, and, I, and I do have to say the whole brown dockers and the reddish brown coat with the 
headpiece actually kind of works a little bit. Yeah. And then he takes it off and ruins it all. So. Right. Because they are expecting Iron Fist. And in England, they don't know that he is Iron Fist. So they won't be expecting Danny Rand. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think they know he's Iron Fist in America either. I thought they did because of the whole Meacham murder newspaper story. That hasn't actually been dealt with yet. I'm quite certain. Like, they, the, yeah, they don't know that Danny Rand is Iron Fist. Uh, Joy might know that he's Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. But she's never really mentioned it. She keeps referring to him as Iron Fist. I, I do remember, I think it gets covered later on. Even in this run, I think he might. I'm not okay, sure. Okay, so, so Iron Fist was called out as the murderer. They didn't reveal that he was Danny. Because even that's why Iron Man thought he was a murderer. Yeah. When he met Iron Man, because it was in the paper that he was a murderer. Yeah. All right, so Danny is making the appearance just to make sure nothing's fishy. And, of course, he runs into a street fight that's almost similar to what happens on his second appearance in issue 16. Yeah, a bunch of guys just wailing on someone in an alleyway. Big time, with with almost the same weapons. Yep, so Iron Fist decides to intervene, and he does another Daredevil, flips on this pole thing, somersaults, whatever, and just lands on the back of this guy's head. <laughs> and the guy's like, hey! Who apparently has chiclets in his mouth. Uh, now, I, I do have to ask you this. On the panel before the Daredevil slash Spider-Man done a hundred times in their book yep. scene... Is that product placement in that other panel? Sketch Pro? Sketch Pro pad with a pencil. I'm going to look it up. Because <laughs> it just seems a little out of place. Like that elevator a, that we never have, found yes, out about? To have a product name on something flying through the air that's so trivial. So while he's looking that up on the next page... Yeah, I can't find it. Well, on the next on the next page is actually a Slim Jim advertisement, but on the page after that, uh, Danny again is pulling some ballet maneuvers as he like springboards off the guy he just did the triple flag pole flip into the back double back kick. I got yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Spine busted in half. Yells out Ali Oop or Alez Oop. As he continues his flip, then lands on his feet to then throw a sidekick into the midsection of Professor Plum with the pipe. <laughs> and then he punches some other guy in the head. And he's just, he's just, he's commentating on himself and he's just talking about how beautiful it is, which I thought was pretty <laughs> funny. And he also, he... he's being weird because he's like, hmm, in his reaction to him saying Alleyope, he's like, hmm, a nice sounding phrase. I must ask Misty what that means. He's like, then why'd you... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it heard it before, but from who knows where. Yeah, yeah, it's just anything weird. And then he's, yes, he's commenting as he's basically, you know, kicking these guys' asses, saying that, you know, they're just bruisers more with numbers and muscles than any technique or just with raw power. And uh, as he's talking to himself, the guy whose spine should be shattered uh, takes a 
chain and puts it across the back of his head. But of course he hears it at the last second. And even though it does hit him, it's just a glancing blow because he manages to duck in time. And the guy comes at him again. And this time he actually puts his arm up to parry the blow, but also uses his arm to wrap the chain around it. So now he's going Ghost Rider on us here. So he pulls him down and then essentially uh, palm strikes him in the jaw, stack, knocking him out. Well, I'm assuming it knocks him out. Or kills him. Probably just knocks him out, though. And then another guy is With running another pipe. Yep, and he's like, come on, mates, get him. He's only one man, get him. And he's oblivious that there is no one else around. Yeah. So he just gets manhandled, obviously. And Thro- thrown completely over Iron Fist's head. And yeah. He said, "Like, all right, gentlemen, who's next?" And they pretty much say, "Screw this, we're out of here." But you ain't seen the last of us. Pretty much exactly like what happened in issue sixteen of Marvel Premiere when he beat up those guys with the same weapons in the alley. Yeah. And then he turns to our Irish redheaded Afro friend who got the beatdown. Yep, and he's like, oh, that's right, there was someone getting beat up, I forgot about that. Or he'd almost forgotten about the man that was originally attacked. Ooh, when it comes to fights, Alan, me boy, you sure know how to pick them. Oh, please stop. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, He's a leprechaun! Alan, uh, Danny introduces himself, and then Alan's like, yep, American, I guess, and he says my name's Alan uh, and he's Irish and it's like okay so I'm just going to announce that I'm Irish for some reason I think it's pronounced Kavanaugh yeah, I, I don't even know I... I'm, I'm going to go with Kavanaugh but we'll refer to him as Alan from now on Yeah, and so Alan just announces that he's Irish and it's like oh I guess that's cool man are you yeah, thanks for telling me that. I guess it's just like, hey, readers, look, this guy's Irish. It's like, we didn't get that from the red afro and him talking like a leopard. And, and the giant pork chop sidebirds. Yeah. God. So. If Wolverine had a bad perm. <laughs> <laughs> so Iron Fist says, this was more than an ordinary assault. And then Alan's like, you're nosy, ain't you? And then Iron Fist apologizes, then Alan just proceeds to tell him his life story anyway. No, no, you gotta say with the actual word bubble. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to pry. Oh, that's okay, now I'm gonna tell you my life freaking story for the next four panels. Which is pretty much what goes on. Basically, Alan, I'll give you the skinny of it, since uh, I'm not gonna read it all out. Uh, Basically, Alan used to be a uh, work for the IRA, he set off bombs... And then he set off a bomb that misfired, and it killed a bunch of innocent people. So then he decided he'd had enough killing, and he told the IRA he was leaving, and he went to London. And every time a bomb goes off in London, the police are all over him, and uh, these guys as well are all over him, like the IRA. And it's mm-hmm. the thing is, like, oh, so you don't think anything else you were doing in the IRA is bad, just, you know, that one bomb that misfired. Jerk. Yeah. Blowing up other stuff is fine as long as no people are involved. So yeah, and as as he's finishing his story, you see the him and Danny, yeah, being viewed through a pink, red, whatever sniper scope, and one of 
the master, the master's goons are saying they're heading into the warehouse and there's still no sign of Iron Fist. He's worried that they'll spring the trap and they'll miss Iron Fist. And Scimitar says, you worry too much, Rakim. Iron Fist is here. I can feel it in my bones. And he says, if those two young men are involved, then they too must die. Dun, dun, dun. And then he unsheaths his giant sword. Same sword as what's on the cover. Perhaps the slaughter of two innocents will draw Iron Fist into the open. I hope so, Rakim, because I dearly want to kill him. Because, yeah. Anyway, Alan's just following. Yeah, Alan's just following Iron Fist, and Iron Fist is like, "Oh man, I wish he stayed on the street like I asked." And Iron Fist is like, "No, if there's something going on, no." Alan says, "If there's something going on here, I want to know it because it's my turf or something." And Danny's just like, "Well, whatever. It's your funeral." Gods of Kunlun. Holy, Holy mother, mother of, of... <laughs> Mary, mother of gods. And Ooh, pink clovers. <laughs> oh my god. So they see and it's it's a man, rather it was a man. Major Gamal Hassan of the Halwani Revolutionary Army. And he's hanging up, he looks like he's uh, nailed into the wall. Yeah, there's like four giant like railroad spikes. Uh, two in his arm, one in each armpit and one in each elbow, uh, elbow pit. <laughs> and there's a cool shadow effect there. Yep. Um, makes him look like a big, scary crow monster. But yeah, it says, thus die all traitors to the master. That's like what's pinned on his chest. So it's a trap. And goon number two hops out with the other guy who had him in his sniper scope from earlier. This guy we haven't met yet. He's got a goatee. And he says, die, infidel dogs, in the name of the master, die! So while he's talking, Iron Fist mentions he talks too much, so Iron Fist was able to spot an exit. So he essentially just barrels through the door and then kicks another door open and goes out into an alleyway. And he tells Alan to help him barricade um, this door. And it's very misty here. There's a lot of, like, fog and smog and stuff in this alleyway. So, Danny uses that as an opportunity to leave, slip away, and there's a cool, cool five panels here, as he's wa- it, he's walking through the mist, and changing into his outfit. Yes, the, um, as he's walking through every panel, he has less street clothes on, as he's taking out gunmen, yep. and putting on the Iron Fist outfit, so by, by panel five... He's taking out, I think, gunman number three and in full Iron Fist gear, yeah. which is cool. Oh, yeah. And and he brings up Spider-Man yes. in the, in the team-up that never happened. So Iron Fist remembers. Right. Yet Peter Parker didn't even remember it by the end of the book. I guess Iron Fist is different because he's weird. Because of the, his chi focus and power and... Stuff. Mystical, <laughs> mystical city, Changrel. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we'll we'll get a definite answer though when we get up to their next meeting, which is a while away. But the mystery will be solved. So, so he takes them out, and he doesn't believe that this is it. He's like, "There's got to be more." There's a big shadow looming behind him in the smog, and it turns out he's not the only one who can use smoke to his advantage. 
And Arnfisk goes, ah. As he screams out in pain as the scimitar's scimitar slashes him across the back. But luckily Ironfist moves out of the way at the last second and only gets sort of grazed. And then Scimitar says he's quite impressed as he can't recall any time someone has dodged his king hit stabbing in the back <laughs> Scimitar blow before. And it's like, well, yeah, I guess it'd be pretty hard to dodge that. Yep. Now you face the master of the bladed weapons. You face Scimitar! And I am going to kill you! And Iron Fist is like, yep, heard that before. <laughs> Nearly every issue I've heard that. So, And I'm still here. Now they start fighting. Yes. Of course, he goes with the big overhand chop, which Danny obviously easily evades, which he then goes to a double-footed kick to the midsection, which sends the scimitar flying. But he gets right up as if it was nothing and swings his sword again to be parry-blocked. And Iron Fist then uses this opportunity to disarm Scimitar and throw him across the room into the wall. But again, doesn't really seem to do much. It, uh, he, Scimitar comments that he is uh, a warrior bred to his task for generations. So he's essentially, well, another living weapon, except he's a scimitar as opposed to right. Iron Fist. And, and Danny comments, the man's like, granite. I punch and I punch and he doesn't feel a thing. All And all the while, the wound in my back is weakening me. I've got to gamble on the Iron Fist. So he does that and it cuts to Alan. Uh, he's like, oh, the fuck's heading towards the train yard. I better get down there. His Iron Fist's new best friend, or Danny's right. new best friend. Um, and then Iron Fist, it becomes, like, unto a thing of iron, and then... No! It, curse the gods! No, at, last, at the last second, he moved! I hit the wall! And Scimitar's just going, ha 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 ha, just laughing. Shakao! Yeah, Shakao. Shakao, bub. So oh, Iron book. Fist missed... He missed with the fist, which sends them, both of them, flying out of the building <laughs> through midair uncontrollably. And actually, Iron Fist grabs Scimitar by the junk to, to right himself and does an odd backwards flip over while they're going through the air. So Iron Fist actually lands on his feet first so he can then throw Scimitar as he's coming in for a landing. Yeah, he manipulates himself, like his body, so he lands first, like he does an air maneuver, like Daredevil. Um, so, <laughs> all these street levels have some things in common, well, except Frank. Frank's just sad. And, and Scimitar pulls one of his other knives from his outfit out, and now they are fighting directly on the railroad tracks and there is a train coming in the background. Yes, Keen Oswald is a train just steaming towards him as they're bickering. And, uh, and Iron Fist, like, Scimitar is slowing down. He's getting tired and stuff, so Iron Fist is edging him out in the stamina race. Which is pretty impressive, considering he just used the Iron Fist, even though he missed it. Mm -hmm. but, but, yeah, they're fighting with each other. They've both got each other's... Well, Iron Fist has him by both wrists... Yeah. And Scimitar is just, like, screaming in his face, like, you can't stand against an earthquake. 
and then they both look at the train, and it's a pretty priceless panel. <laughs> yes, they've both got their mouths gaping, and one's going, Beard of the Prophet, and the other one, and Danny's like, oh my god. And just Danny's and then, face, like the mask seems to morph. Yeah, it's quite, quite Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we cut to a scene of where they obviously jumped out of the way. They're both on separate sides of the train, and he's just wondering, you know, this is why moms tell their kids not to play on railroad tracks. Yeah. I wonder if Scimitar got away as the train's whipping by him, and then the train leaves, is gone, and Scimitar is not standing on the other side. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, he's he's gone, and Alan goes, hey, he's over there, he's heading to the station. So, yeah, so so Alan already knows that Danny is Iron Fist, apparently, and his name, even though Alan did not see Iron Fist at all. I don't think he knows Danny's Iron Fist. Because he's never called him Danny, he just calls him Iron Fist. True. Yeah, but I mean, you'd have to be... It's not like a Clark Kent or a Bruce Wayne thing. I don't think Danny's disguise is that amazing. Well, also, we do have to admit, they are still in England, and the whole last two issues where it took place in the post office building... Oh, they actually was, they do reference what, what, it on the next page. Yeah, was covered in the whole news report, so if anybody was watching TV, they probably know who Iron Fist is. Yeah. So, yeah, Iron Fist starts chasing after him, but he comments that he'll pretty much lose him in the crowd because he assumes that Scimitar must be a master of blending in. Because <laughs> he's six foot eight, gray, and has a gold unibrow. And yeah. but Alan, Alan doesn't let that happen because Alan gets right up on him and goes to grab him and literally takes a dagger to the guts. Yeah, he goes, "I'm gonna, I'm betting the police will want a word with you." And then Scimitar just slashes him across the gut, and Alan just goes, "Hey, hey, <laughs> this was my best knitted yellow." cable knit sweater Turtle, that you wore. Yeah. And then <laughs> Iron Fist gets pissed. He goes, Alan, that's it. You wanted a death duel, you've got one now. And he starts to charge up the Iron Fist. And then he goes... Pissed, pissed Danny is always the best Danny. Oh, yeah. And then he goes, wait, what are you, a warrior or a true martial artist? Or a slave... A warrior, a true martial artist, or a slave to the power you won from Shulu the Undying? Do you rule this Iron Fist of yours, or does it rule you? After all, if the power is everything, then what matters the man? So he decides to fight Scimitar without using his um, Dragon Chi. Right, I love that he addresses this, because yes. it is too, used too often mm-hmm. as like the end-all of end-alls. Like, once the fist comes out, look out. And it's like, if he's supposed to be that good, then maybe he shouldn't have to use the fist all the time. It does take away from his abilities. Right, because, like, Shang-Chi don't have the Iron Fist. Yeah. That being said, Iron Fist being able to use the Iron Fist is still very impressive, but it's nice Mm -hmm. that they do address this. And, yeah, so he beats the crap out of Scimitar. Yep. Like I said, pissed-off Iron Fist is always the best Iron Fist. And he pretty much does a death blow, but it doesn't kill Scimitar, because Scimitar is, you know, six foot a hundred, and <laughs> is not felled easily. Right, and again, like granite, so yeah. a killing blow is not the same to it this guy, him out, obviously. Though. Yes. Like, he's, he's KO'd. 
So Iron Fist says he lost his temper, and it's terrifying. Now, I think it was awesome, but... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he asks he... Alan if he's alright, and Alan asks how he knew his name, and Iron Fist is like, oh, a young American I found, which I also am a young American. With the same voice. <laughs> yeah, and you can probably see same. my hair sticking out of the back of this mask as well. Right. Maybe that's hey, what my... the collar is for. When Could it, be, maybe. It cones around him. <laughs> when someone's close to discovering his secret, it'll just cone around his head so they can't see his hair. And it makes him hear better from the front. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Alan mentions that everyone knows Iron Fist's name because they read it in the papers. Yeah. About that huge fight which, you know, destroyed a building. <laughs> a really tall building, so... Um, and Iron Fist is like, well, why would you try to stop Scimitar? And Alan's like, oh, because he would have killed again if he got away and he had to stop him. And Alan's like, why did you get involved? Are you some kind of superhero? And Iron Fist is just like, no, I mean, I, I mean, he's that Scimitar. He, wow, I never thought about it before. A superhero, I guess I am. And he has this sort of smirk on his face. And Alan's like, yeah, that's good for you. Can you please get me to a doctor before I bleed to death? And Iron Fist is like, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> and then he's got a proposition for him. Bam. He's got a proposition for me new pal, Danny Rand. A proposition I don't think he'll refuse. So then it cuts to the Gerard Aldin in Hawan. Sorry to anyone if I'm mispronouncing this stuff. Um, I'm a filthy Australian. so. And the fortress is old part of the mountains that surround it, a place feared and cursed since before man's memory, a place of demons this, a place not so much of earth, but of hell. And it shows this big fortress in these mountains with some, well, there's some stuff going on in the middle. Yes, I liked how they did that too, because it's actually the wall of the fortress is that panel. Yeah. And it has Colleen screaming and looking weird and like all sort of wobbly, psychedelic, bent out of shape. Um, and she screams so much these past months her throat has burned raw and her mind shriveled into dust twisting and twisting a woman finally irrevocably broken the woman who can no longer call her mind her body, her soul, her own a woman damned so it turns out that Angar the Screamer is the one doing this to her and this is yep, Colleen, I should point she's, out <laughs> she, she's begging for mercy on the floor in that panel and then we see Angar, the Screamer, and the Master standing behind him. And uh, the Master's like, are you sure you haven't failed? Because my, you know... Uh, last night failed. Yeah, last Hassan <laughs> failed. And then Angar's the like, master. nope, I really haven't failed. Just check this out. And so they send... A, uh, he says, Colleen, love, there's a friend here to see you. And she's like, friend... I need a friend right now. And she looks through the door and a shadow comes through and it turns out, is it Iron Fist? He has this grin on his face. And her face gets angry as she sees him. And she Very says she angry. hates him. And she goes, Kai! And kicks his head off. And it's a robot, though. Yep. And the Iron Fist robot looks sad as that happens. Yes. It's a bad day for the Iron Fist robot. And Angar's like, yep, you see Master Khan? She's totally indoctrinated. 
And next, Iron Fist is forced to fight a battle he cannot win. A battle wherein he must either die or kill his best friend. Deathmatch. So. That was a good issue. I liked it. Yes. It was a bit strange. It was a, yeah, a bit strange. But with like the whole oh you're you're nosy I don't mean to pry that's okay there's four panels of my life story <laughs> I <laughs> found friends I found that believable I did think it was funny how Alan just like immediately just clang on to Danny and just mm-hmm. started following him everywhere like um, that last panel is actually the, that last page actually is really good yes um. Like the, so is the psychedelic screaming panel. Yeah, the last two pages are really good. Although Anger Iron, is, uh, you know. John Byrne does the whole psychedelic thing very well. Yeah. But artwork-wise, this entire issue is spot on. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I was a bit confused at a couple of parts, like you were, but... And I, I, I think the standout for me for the issue was that makes it a must-read for any Iron Fist fan. Doesn't matter if you're not... Doesn't matter if you haven't, like, uh, been up to date in the whole Colleen arc. If you've just read, like, the first few Marvel premieres for his origin, read this issue because it does address that question of relying on the Iron Fist too much when he's had all this training. Mm-hmm. And he was a formidable weapon before he got the Iron Fist. Correct. I mean, he did, like, you know, beat up the dragon before he got the Iron <laughs> Fist, so... Because, yeah, and the other thing is, like, yeah, it's about his martial prowess, but it's also about his, like, brain. Like, you know, he he's such a strategic fighter, and when he just punches everything, like he does a lot nowadays, it just takes away from it a bit, I think. Correct. And next issue is some classic stuff. Yep. Next issue is good. But you'll have to wait and find out. If the title is consistent. (laughs) Because now Connor's going to read you five minutes of mumbo-jumbo about where you can, one, find this story, and then where you can find us. Go! What if I don't? You always do. Yeah, but... Now, now and I don't have I don't have the crap written down, so I can't do it. Now you're being mean. What if I don't want to anymore? All right. Well, this is issue number five, right? Yes, it is. Yes. You can buy the single issue. You can find it in Iron Fist Masterworks Volume Two. two. You can find it in the Epic Collection. Is it in that one? Yeah, it's in the Epic Collection. It's in the Epic Collection. It's in. Uh, essentials, the essential, essential. in black and white. Danny's Connor's favorite, and uh, even though you haven't said that much lately, so I think you're digging the whole John Byrne colors. Oh yeah, I've been reading uh, pretty much since Burnside. I've been reading it in color. It's been great. Um, yeah. So, and obviously you can also get the single issue. I don't really know how much it goes for. It depends what quality you get, really. Anywhere from, like, say, about five bucks to twenty. Yeah. So yes. Oh, and sorry, you forgot to read out the uh, credits at the start. So Chris Claremont was the author, John Byrne was the artist, Frank, uh, 
Caramonte. <laughs> he was the inker, and he did quite a good job of inking, I must say. Um, mm -hmm. Joe Rosen's the letterer. Phil Raish. Oh, I'm sorry, Phil, wherever you are. <laughs> he was the colorist, and Marv the Wolfman was the editor. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, so I'll spend my 10 million minutes reading out where to find us. So you can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Send us anything interesting. Send us mail. Send us uh, comments on what you thought of the issue and stuff. Um, we have been getting feedback, uh, like on Facebook and like Twitter and stuff. I mean, um, so yeah, just it, it, we haven't had people telling us we're wrong that much. We have had it once. And we, yeah, but if you have any thoughts as to our law speculations and stuff, uh, yeah, feel free to send us an email or ask us about different characters we like. Um, Ghost Rider. Uh, so, yeah, and you can also reach us at our Facebook, Sons of the Dragon, The Immortal Iron Fist Podcast. Oh, sorry, that's wrong. The Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. That got changed a while ago. Our Twitter is at Iron Fist Podcast. Our SoundCloud is soundcloud.com forward slash sons of the dragon, all hyphens where the spaces are. Our YouTube, Connor Carl, just search YouTube for Iron Fist Podcast. You'll and find you'll us. find us, yeah. And it is our WordPress as well, sons of the dragon, the immortal Iron Fist Podcast dot WordPress dot com. And we're on iTunes as well, so feel free to rate us on iTunes. If you rate us less than five stars or something, just let us know what we can improve on, and we'll be happy to do that. And last but not least, this is where we get most of our listens, as far as I can tell, is we are on Podcast Garden in the literature section. You will find us there. So, yes. Iron Fist, Misty Knight, Colleen Wing, Spider-Man, Daredevil, Ghost Rider. Yep. Are owned by Marvel Comics. We do this for love, not for any money whatsoever, so please don't sue us. Yes, please don't. And so, until next week when your whatever is onto a thing of iron, peace! Peace! <laughs>